Every minute, every moment counts. Hello, I'm Julie Hyde, and I understand what it takes to make these moments count for leadership, business, and your life. This podcast will deliver insights and game-changing leadership moments that will allow you to level up and shine a light for those around you. Let's get into today's episode. We all know that our health is our wealth and we are nothing without our health, which is why I'm super pumped to be speaking with Romy Burston today about being the CEO of our own bodies. As a nutrition and wellness practitioner, Romy has a unique skill set in human nutrition, behavior, motivation, and health. Romy utilizes evidence-based practices of health education, psychoeducation, and health promotion to enhance the well-being of individuals. Romy supports clients through sustainable dietary and wellness strategies, including a range of preventative and restorative measures, allowing for an empowering and transforming journey to optimal health. Romy has a whole person approach that helps to put the pieces of her client's health puzzle together. So welcome, Romy. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for inviting me to join you on your podcast. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to hear what you've got to say. And I know that you've got lots to share. So let's just jump straight into it. So this podcast is called Making It Count. So what is one thing that you're doing in your world right now to make it count? So this was a really tricky one for me to answer because I work with clients who come to see me for so many different reasons, but the one thing they all have in common is that they're seeking change to the way that they eat and also to their health and well-being. So I guess the one thing I'm doing is helping people through a holistic lens to create this change that they are seeking. So firstly, I help them understand that we are all bio-individual, meaning biologically unique. And then I help them connect with and understand their own body to implement health-promoting strategies that work for them and their lifestyle to optimise their well-being and ultimately move towards a healthier version of themselves. And I'm sure you'd agree, Julie, that We live in a really fast-paced world where we're constantly bombarded with information and misinformation coming at us from literally every angle. And the nutrition and wellness world is, is really no different and it's become super complex and confusing and quite contradictory to a point where nobody actually knows what to eat anymore. And people are feeling overwhelmed with the idea of what health even looks like because There are so many mixed messages out there about what health actually is. So like when we take nutrition, for example, look at the messages that we're getting. Eat paleo, eat keto, be a vegan, drink bone broths, don't eat carbs, eat organic, fruit is bad, eat eggs but don't eat the yolk, eat gluten-free, soy is bad, soy is good, you need to fast don't fast. You know, the list goes on, but it is so confusing. So, you know, there's a lot of what I call wellness BS out there. And so together with the client, we really simplify and deconstruct all of this wellness BS and go back to basics to discover how to optimize their body. Because at the end of the day, as you said, knowledge is power when it comes to your body and your health. And I really believe we can all be the experts and like I call it, the CEO of our own body. 
Yes, and I love that, the CEO of your own body. And you're so right. It is so complicated because, yeah, all the conflicting messages and, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people that think that being gluten-free is is being really healthy, whereas I know people who are gluten-free and it's like, well, that's not necessary. I don't choose to be that because I want to be healthy. It's because it's necessary for my body to function properly, you know. So I love how you simplify things. And I'm really interested in what you said about the bio-individual and the biologically unique. So I was very interested in that when I read it and also you've just mentioned it. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that and what that actually means? Bio-individuality means there is no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to our health. Each person is a unique individual with highly individualized nutrition and health requirements. So to put it in perspective, there are roughly, what, 8 billion people living on this planet at the moment. So that's a whole lot of bio-individuality. And how can we possibly have the same nutrition and health requirements and needs? I mean, of course we don't. So when it comes to nutrition, for example, we recognize that each individual body will differ in their nutritional needs as a result of their age, their gender, their ethnicity, their body composition, but also other factors like what types of foods they like to eat, their emotional thoughts, their lifestyle preferences and practices, and also their surrounding physical environment. So in short, our bodies each react very differently to various foods, habits, and the like. So that's what we sort of say bio-individuality is what your neighbour or the way your best friend eats might work for them, but it, it could be actually harmful for you to eat that way. So you really need to work out what works for you. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Let's jump into why it's so important that we are the CEO of our own bodies. I think that's a really empowering term. Tell us more about how we can do that because like logically we know that we need to eat well and we need to exercise you know move our bodies but it can be the first thing that we compromise right look I think that the thing that people like forget about is that we only have this one incredible body that takes us through life so I'm sure everyone would agree that we need to take care of it and the reality is that nobody knows your body better than you like you are the expert on you. So in order to truly understand what diet or lifestyle works for you and your body, there is one simple and obvious source to refer to, and that is you. Like listen to your body. And that's why I believe each person can be an active participant in creating their own optimal health. And that's why I like to phrase it as being the CEO of your body, like you are in charge. The thing about health is people often wait to be reactive with their health rather than proactive and preventative. So often they wait for something to go wrong or break down in their body before they sort of think, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I need to make some changes to my health or my diet or my lifestyle. But the thing is at that point, there may have been years or even decades of damage going on in their body that their health, particular health concern might be irreversible or perhaps their issue can be healed, but it will take a long time and a lot of hard work and commitment to get there. 
And another thing to add to this, which I do explain to my clients is, look, we may get sick or injured and, and that happens in life. And we need to go and see a doctor or a specialist or an allied health professional. And they might give us a diagnosis or some medication and a treatment plan. But the truth is that once you walk out of that clinic, it's up to you as to what happens from there. For example, what you do with your diet, your food choices and your lifestyle can really either support or hinder you in managing your treatment plan and your health. And although none of us have a crystal ball to predict how our future is going to pan out, we can take active steps and create healthy habits to give ourselves the best chance of living a healthy life. And that is being the CEO of your health and your body. I love that. And the reactive versus the proactive approach, I just absolutely, and I talk about that, of course, you know, to leaders that I work with, you know, you can't be a reactive leader anymore. You've got to take those proactive steps and look ahead and really try and circumvent early any problems that might arise given on the situation that you're leading in. And our health is no different. And I know like exercise is something I've always been incredibly passionate about and I've always, always done. It's just, I don't know, it was a habit that I instilled a very long time ago. But I was really grateful for that when I went through my recent health challenge. So my body was healthy. It was strong. And I know that helped me get through my surgery relatively, I wouldn't say easily, but it certainly supported my recovery you know, and people were saying how I did so well, but it was because of all of the years and the time that I've invested in that and also trying to eat well. I wouldn't say all of the time, but um, most of the time. It's all about moderation. It's all about balance. It doesn't have to be all the time, but there's so much truth in that. You know, so many people I speak to say, you know what, I'll sleep well later. I'll sleep well. I'll exercise more when I need to. I'll eat better when I need to. Like, no, like the time is now. Like you have to take care of your body as insurance for the future because we might get sick. We might get injured. Things might happen. That's life. But if we're coming from a really strong foundation of health, it's going to help us so much more on that health journey rather than if we're coming from a place of ill health or less health. So I really like I ask people to embrace that whole holistic concept of wellness and to to look after yourself now rather than when something goes wrong. Yes. So let's talk about that because I know you're a massive fan of simplifying health and just making it easy for people. And you have five components that you focus on. So can you share with our listeners what these are and why these are so important? Because I know one of them is sleep and it's critical for people. Sure. So, I mean, often when people decide that they're going to get fitter or they're going to get healthier or whatever it is that their goal is, they automatically default to that mindset, which is eat less, exercise more. I mean, that's what's really been drilled into our brains for so many years, that it's about what we eat and how we exercise. But optimal well-being is so much more than just food and movement. Optimal well-being through a holistic lens encompasses our physical, our mental and our emotional well-being. So yes, food and exercise are both hugely important, but there are many components to the health equation. So when a client comes to me 
feeling really bamboozled with what to eat and how to feel well, they've probably already gone down that rabbit hole of trying every diet, every magic pill, potion, cleanse. They've got a very like strict exercise regime and they're not getting results. They feel like crap and they're feeling really stuck. Together, we take a deep breath and I explain to them how true nourishment is so much more than just food and exercise. It's about finding the right health formula for them and it includes lots of different pieces of the health puzzle. So remember, each person is bio-individual and they are the experts on themselves. They know their body and life better than anyone. So with my professional expertise and their expertise on themselves, together we go back to basics and simplify the foundations of health and I call these the five pillars of optimal well-being. And what are these pillars, you may ask? How we eat, how we move, how we sleep, how we manage our mindset and our stress, and how we connect. So when it comes to how we eat, we know different foods work for different people. So let's work out with the client what works for you and what foods don't work for you. Okay, let's aim to simplify what we're eating, aim for nourishment and go back to basics of nutrition. Okay, let's eat more wholesome, nutrient dense, natural foods and less sort of ultra processed foods. I sort of say, you know, think about the foods that your ancestors would recognize and eat. Like they are the wholesome foods, the foods from the earth. These are the foods that our body knows. And these are the foods that our body understands how to utilize and use. So let's just simplify nutrition and go back to basics. Okay. And then with movement, Basically, we know movement is anything that gets your body moving. And we live in a really sedentary world where a lot of people have seated jobs. We're moving less and less. So it's really important for our mental and physical well-being to move. But a lot of people think that it is grueling workouts in the gym, going for 10-kilometer runs. A lot of people think that it's like they do things that they actually find quite stressful that isn't like everyone's got like a movement personality type if that makes sense a different fitness personality like you might be someone that loves the gym loves working out in groups loves loud music pushing big weight heavy weights like that might be your thing other people like to go on solo hikes in the mountains you know some people are team sport players some people are solo exercisers so it's really tuning into what your fitness personality is and honoring that and doing those things that bring you joy because what I say to clients is if your exercise is stressing you out and you're not enjoying it don't do that like do something else like, what did you love as a child? Was it dancing? Was it, I don't know, um, tennis or netball? Like, maybe pick up some of those things that you loved to do when you were younger, but you've just forgotten about, or you just don't think that you should do it because you're an adult. But find that inner child and do stuff that you love because it will change the way you feel about movement and it will make you feel better physically and mentally. So, movement, another key pillar of optimal well being. One thing that people don't think about as part of the health equation is sleep. 
it is the most underrated part of the health equation because sleep equals recharge, restore, rest, digest. Sleep is where all the good work happens, where our bodies really reset and heal and optimize all of our bodily functions. You know, there was that saying, if you snooze, you lose. But I actually think if you don't snooze, you lose because we need our sleep. And it's one thing to have a couple of late nights or a couple of sleepless nights or restless nights. But when you are having poor sleep over a long period of time, that can really impact your well-being. So it's really important to establish a really nice night time, like ritual or routine, almost like when we're back as babies or children who thrive on routine, our bodies like routine. You know, it's really nice to find yourself a, a nice routine that works for you to kind of decompress at the end of the day. And for adults, we should be aiming for about eight hours sleep a night, which a lot of my clients do not get. So we do a bit of tweaking with the sleep as well to try and get a really deep restful sleep as as much as possible. Another key pillar of the health equation which impacts everything is stress management and our mindset. So it's a key stakeholder in the whole health puzzle. We need to manage our nervous system Uh, We need to be able to have tools in our toolkit to pause when we feel overwhelmed, to settle ourselves down and from like that chaotic mind and body to a calm mind and body. And we need to work on maintaining a positive mindset as, as much as possible. So, you know, we, I work with clients to, to press pause, to press, press stop, to make self-care a priority and to practice some form of mindfulness that works for them. You know, even if it's five minutes a day, even if it's 10 times two minutes a day, whatever it is we can find when we just feel that overwhelm rising up in us, we need to find ways to, to calm and to, to really settle our whole nervous system down because when our nervous system is working in the red, in the overdrive, like it's for our well-being, it's where things start falling out of alignment. You know, we have these stress hormones that we produce in overdrive. They knock out our other hormones and create a lot of dysregulation in our body where a lot of our bodily functions go into suboptimal functioning. So stress and stress management and mindset management is is another key player as part of this holistic well-being. And one of the final pillars I talk about which people also don't think about but then realize wow that's that's so right that is such a big part of my well-being is your connection and your relationships because humans are social beings and we thrive on positive connections and positive relationships. And it's not just our relations with others, it's also our relationship with ourself, okay? Because when we have a negative relationship experience with others or ourselves, it can be extremely taxing on our well-being. It can create a huge amount of stress in our life and it will impact our well-being as well. So we really need to nurture ourselves and we need to nurture our village as well because these relationships are so important, So they're what I call the five pillars. I mean, there's so much more we can add in, including, you know, career satisfaction, financial security, our home environment, spirituality, so many different things that go on in our life that impact our well-being. But those 
five key pillars that I spoke about are the things that we tend to really focus on first because everything is connected and if one of those pillars fall out of balance, it's like dominoes. All the other pillars will be impacted as well. So we want to get them all lining up beautifully. We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self first. Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. So many people compromise on sleep and almost are really proud of having the least amount of sleep or, you know, they've been up working all night, you know, I've been working till two or, you know, and then I was back up at four and it's like, wow, how can you function like that? And the truth is you can't. Well, yeah. I mean, you might be able to function through the day and and get things done, but if you hustle like that, or if it's a, you know, if it's a flex to, to have like the least amount of sleep, it will catch up on you. It will impact you. You just can't operate at your best. I know when I'm tired, I'm not at my best. I don't think clearly. I'm not like dynamic. And, you know, when I'm working with clients, I have a responsibility to them because they're paying me to be at my best. Look, I've always loved my sleep since a child. So (laughs) always I've loved my bed. So it is something that I do cherish. A lot of people, one of the first questions I ask them is, how do you sleep? And they say, crap. So it's one of the things that we we try and work on first because, you know, it can create such a positive domino effect on how you choose to do the other things in your life and your day. So it, it helps you with everything that's going on. So Absolutely. Now, when we were chatting, you said something really interesting, which is that lifestyle is more important than what is going on in your plate. And I thought, wow, that's really, really interesting. So I wanted to tap into that. So why is it so important to be aware and adapt accordingly? True nourishment is both on and off the plate. And what I mean by that is, firstly, what's on our plate? Well, that's our food. And we know that food is our energy source, our fuel for our body. We need food for survival. So we can appreciate that how we fuel our bodies, the foods we choose to eat, does matter, okay? So it does matter what we eat, but we definitely overcomplicate the food, okay? Food is simply broken down to its most basic level. It is fuel for our body. And we want to put good fuel in our bodies because it will help us function optimally. But food is not absolutely everything. What happens off the plate, okay? This refers to what is going on in our lives and our lifestyles. And I believe what's happening here is way more important when it comes to our health because these factors are going to influence what food choices we make. So if you think of these examples, we're both 
clients came to me because they wanted to eat better. Okay, so here's example number one. Lovely lady. She's a stressed out CEO of a big finance corporation and she wants to eat better. But what's going on in her life? She oversees over 200 staff. She works incredibly long hours. She travels regularly overseas for work. She's also a mother to two teenagers and she feels like she doesn't have any time to look after herself and she's super exhausted. So if I just tell her, oh, well, you know what, eat more kale salads and green smoothies and all of that, and then you'll just like, that's just going to add another layer of her stress to her stress, I should say. And sometimes like, yes, food is important, but food is not the solution because what happens is, you know, you tell a super stressed person to eat better, but they're not addressing the other thing that's creating so much stress in their lives and their lifestyle, you're just, as I said, you're creating more stress. And we know stress is a number one inhibitor of health when it comes to our well-being. And so another example is a male client that I have. Okay. So he lives on protein shakes. He wants to bulk up his body. Okay. He's on this new fitness regime and he can't work out why he can't bulk up and why he feels so weak. But then we looked at what's going on in his life, okay? He's super stressed because his marriage has just broken down. He's also a night shift worker. So his his hours are so variable. So his sleep patterns are completely all over the place. And he's living temporarily in a share house with a bunch of vegans who won't allow meat in the house, okay? This is going to impact what he eats and how he eats. With everyone, like what is going on in your life, will impact your food choices. So that's what I mean by I think that what goes on off the plate is more important than what goes on on the plate. Obviously, they're both important. They both go hand in hand, but we can't address one without addressing the other. No, that makes complete sense. So it's really important to be conscious of what's going on and how you're feeling and I suppose the various stresses that are impacting you to make really wise choices as to what you put on your plate and sort of what we might need more of something at one time and less another time. So no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And you want eating well to be a positive part of your life. You do not want it to be a stress that is feeling very difficult for you. In life, if you want to feel well, you need to address a lot of things going on in your life, not just eat healthy and exercise more. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And I think you have covered that off really, really well today, Romy. So thank you so much. I've loved this chat. And I think that people are going to get so much benefit from it. So thank you so much for your generosity and your wisdom and for making it count for so many. And I really encourage the listeners to follow Romy on her Instagram as well, because you share lots and lots of tips on there and they can get in touch with you via all the links that I share on the show notes. Her handle is the integrative nutritionist. Thank you, Romy, for being part of making it count today. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And I trust that you enjoyed leaning into one of the precious moments shared. I invite you to leave your thoughts as a review in support of this show. You can also share with your network and even rate and review it. I would appreciate that feedback and connection. 
I'd love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram via my handle, Julie Hyde Leads. Until next time, live and lead intentionally and make it count.